welcome to A Therapist Tales, a podcast where Jacqueline Sabodi works to normalize conversations about mental health. Welcome back to A Therapist Tales. I'm Jacqueline Sabodi, and joining me today is Christina McDermott. Christina is a licensed clinical social worker. Monmouth University graduate and lover of nature, furry friends, and all things mystical. She has worked in a variety of settings, including inpatient psych, PHP, IOP, and private practice. She aspires to one day get her VSW certification, which stands for a veterinary social work. A little bit about about our backstory. Uh, (laughs) Christina and I worked together at a local psychiatric hospital during her internship years at Monmouth University, and we quickly bonded over our love for dogs. I think that's right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> dogs and sushi. <laughs> yes. Dogs and sushi mm-hmm. and social work. That's yep. two S's. That's cute. Um, <laughs> so thanks for joining me. I think that this is an important topic and maybe um, one that's not talked about enough. And I think a lot of our listeners will be able to connect with the podcast um, today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I definitely think this is like one of the topics that I personally and professionally like am passionate about like that elephant in the room kind of discussion. And it's something that like we all deal with personally. And like, obviously as a therapist, we talk about it with our clients, but even every person has this to some extent, you know, some kind of holiday stress family or not related, but um, yeah, we all have it to some degree. So I think it's really relatable. Yeah, I don't, and I don't even think I like said what it is. So we're going to talk about how the holiday. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I'm like giving I, it away already. No, <laughs> I usually, I usually say it, but um, you know, as for the it's holidays, the holidays. The, the, yeah, the brains in fourteen directions. Yeah. Um, so just when the holidays aren't actually holly and jolly, right? And so, yeah. um, to Christina's point, you know, a lot of us as individuals and as professionals can relate to this topic, and there's a myriad of reasons. Um, that contribute to it. But I think also, right, like how can we find the joy and how can we find the magic? Yeah. You yeah. want to find holly jolly, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast and they called it happy ish holidays. And I liked it because, you know, there's a lot of pressure on it being like happy holidays, like happy, like that, you know, emphasis on the happy, but, you know, just making it as enjoyable and happy as it you can make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was doing like a little like play on um, one of the traditional holiday songs. I was like, um, this is kind of funny. So yes. <laughs> you saw it um, go into on the first day of Christmas, my loving family gave me first one, a uh, disappointing parent. <laughs> so I think that this is a good, painful one to kind of start uh, with. And mm-hmm. it can kind of encapsulate a lot of things like it can be um, a parent that has passed. It can be a parent that's not physically present in your life. It can be, you know, that the relationship currently feels tumultuous. Um, yeah. So I thought this was a good one to start with. Yeah, this is definitely probably one of the, this, I would put this at number one, cause it's probably like the heaviest, the biggest um, and most layered um, because I mm-hmm. think that, not only are the holidays, I mean, the holidays are nostalgic. So like already mm-hmm. our inner child is like, you know, either getting excited or maybe not. I don't know. Our inner child might not get excited, but um, I definitely think it's a time that 
our family dynamics are heightened, but at the same time, we have this false expectation that it's going to be perfect and everyone's going to get along and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be, you know, kumbaya the whole day. But uh, sometimes that doesn't happen. <laughs> yes. And I use a great word layered. Uh, yeah. And just because it's one day doesn't mean that all those layers aren't still there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how do we honor the fact that it's supposed to be happy ish and the layers are there, right? Like mm-hmm. holding it simultaneously and honoring the fact that there's going to be great parts to the day or few days mm-hmm. um, and there'll be challenging parts, right? And that's yeah, really the crux of it is like how to navigate when things get hard. I know there was one holiday in particular I was texting you and I was like, you don't even have to answer. Just the fact that I know that you're on the other end is receiving this. And yep. I take some deep breaths, right? So like, yeah. I know. And you know, I'm on the other end of that feeling it too. So you're like, just kind of like checking it like, hey, we're, we're doing it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're breathing. Yep. We're, we're boundary setting. We're moving mm-hmm. through the day. We're leaving when we need to. We're yep. drinking water. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Not coming with booze. We're, hang, we're hanging out with our dogs outside alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think that's like the humanistic part about it, even as clinicians, like this is a topic that, um, we've, um, found to be, you know, common in both our experiences. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Taking care of yourself, but also taking care of yourself within like a system, like a whole Mm -hmm. like ecosystem of your family. Um, you know, like, I I do think, you know, like you said before, that word layered and um, really kind of, like you said before, being able to hold space for it to be both, you know, acknowledge that, all right, we might have our differences or we have a really heavy past or we're going through something right now or whatever it is the story is, we can hold space for both the tough piece, but then also at the same time, have fun, be present and express gratitude for those same people. It's challenging. I think that's one of the biggest challenges we all go through and we help clients go through is kind of that duality and that Mm -hmm. both things, both things can be true at the same time. Absolutely. I like this word ecosystem um, you used also um, and that your ecosystem can be, you know, your family origin and and it can be, your partner that's there with you. And mm-hmm. it can be, you know, your friend who's out of town that maybe like curtails some of the elephant in the room. Exactly. Feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just leaning on it. Right. And that could be making sure you need time to get outside that day. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just jumping into on the second day of Christmas, my dysfunctional give me one disappointing parent, two overdoers. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about the person that like overfunction, overbuys, like really wants everything to be holly jolly. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I wrote it, I was like, and isn't that their defense mechanism? Like if yeah. I overfunction and overproduce, you know, it'll somehow make sure that everything's perfect, perfect, perfect. Right. Yeah. That's You're probably- in control. Yes either one that someone can relate to mm-hmm. or that maybe they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that could yeah, be. absolutely. I definitely think that 
we that everyone can relate to this whether like you said you are this or mm -hmm. someone in your family is this mm -hmm. if if someone in your family is this it can it can be anxiety producing and stressful because you can look at them and be like should i be doing that Absolutely. um <laughs> um and then if you are that person it can be very very overwhelming i mean i think that again this is another layered one because there can be a multitude of reasons why someone is feeling the need to overdo and, and be perfect and do all these things, whether it's they grew up watching mm -hmm. their mom or dad or guardian do that. So they have that narrative of this is what it's supposed to look like. They don't even know it's supposed to look like anything else. Yes. Um, or yeah, maybe they didn't have great holidays. So now that they're taking control of it now and they want it to be perfect. I mean, there, yeah, there could be so many different um, things, but this can be it. yeah this can be super stressful for the person who is this or even is Around related to it. someone yeah mm -hmm. yeah because right because that energy can just be layered with anxiety and mm -hmm. really intense and then also just like the fallout when it isn't perfect because it never will be right? mm -hmm. That's also mm -hmm. part of the truth you also yeah. said something um at the, at the last talking point about nostalgia right like so yeah. Right. Like that's what we're taught the magic of Christmas as children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so funny, you were, as you were saying, the thing of like, yeah, we can like reflect on our own childhoods and our, our own inner child. I was thinking about this one holiday where all I wanted was this Jasmine Barbie and it accidentally yeah. got wrapped for one of my other um, three sisters. And I remember being so <laughs> upset and crying, right? Like these things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can remember, I can remember to this day finding my Christmas presents in my parents' mirror glass sliding doors <laughs> to Christy love Santa and my mom's <laughs> handwriting in my mom's handwriting. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember like, like knowing that Santa didn't exist. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, I remember it. I think, yeah, I don't know. My, I think my sister was so involved in both of the times, even the Easter bunny. I, my mom, I guess was really bad at hiding things because <laughs> I, I found my card to the Easter bunny in my mom's desk. And that was really upsetting to me because you know how I am with animals. So I was like, the Easter bunny is it's not real. <laughs> okay. So no to so. self, like just tell the children out of the womb, you know, this <laughs> is the matter or realistic like, expectations. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> or get a room with a, uh, serious lock <laughs> yeah uh, oh man. but yes like the current overdoers the recovering mm -hmm. overdoers like we see you we we hear you like yeah allow yourself to make some space for the imperfection there's a lot of yeah on the other side yeah i wanted to share one i was surprised one statistic i found on um apa was 70 percent of americans are stressed because of not having enough time and and or money that's a lot. That's like a lot of us. I mean, I think that's obvious. I think that we could all guess that statistic or maybe assume it's more, but it's interesting that it's like time and money. Like, and if we think about like, if what we're in control of, I mean, we are in control of both how we spend both of those things. So I think that this is a very much like, if you're a perfectionist being like mindful and getting grounded, like, um, so that you don't spin quote unquote out of control. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't have time. I don't have money. This yeah. isn't done. This isn't done yet. I can't do this. I don't have an outfit. Like, you know, so just being intentional with your time and your money and how you're entering this holiday season. I love that. And, yeah. um, you know, what? it's also, it's like, 
the budget, right? Like that yeah. is a good task for, you know, and the other thing, as you were yeah. saying that, that I was thinking of is like the month of December kind of all around, like opens the opportunity to completely numb out, like overeating, over oh, yeah. overspending, like getting thrown off your schedule. Like <clears throat> it really mm-hmm. is just in and of itself, kind of like a mental health nightmare. Yeah. The, 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 the cortisol in all of our bodies is like shooting to the roof and we're like, what can we get to, yeah. you know, numb this like mm-hmm. angst, this like, and mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. Um, kind of like we were saying, like, you know, try to set realistic expectations, like be, you know, un, being un, unsurprised is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, on the third day of Christmas, my dysfunctional family gave me three judgy family members. <laughs> so I think this one's really important, especially just the current climate we're in. And oh yeah, hopefully, you know, that our culture and society is shifting, but maybe it's not. And I mean, in those like those big topics, religion, politics, interracial relationships, lifestyle mm-hmm. fo- choices, homophobia, transphobia. Like this is a, these are real things for folks and it can be painful and really rip families apart and it can be confusing. And yeah. So I think this one's real important. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, this hits home, I think for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I don't want to overgeneralize, but like I, I, when I say that I, to your point, uh, given this, you know, last year and a half, almost two years, mm-hmm. um, there are obvious, you know, big talking points that are coming up at family events, but you know, that aside, yes, like you said, homophobia, transphobia, I mean, that is very present, very real, even when, you know, the microaggressions, I think that's really Mm -hmm. big to touch on too, because we think about, Oh, like, I don't know. It's like, you know, young kids might not know if like their family is homophobic, but like they might not understand what microaggressions are, but they grow up, you know, so there's that conflict. Um, of understanding what microaggressions are and yep. you know when when family members are are giving you backhanded compliments maybe like oh like I'm so happy that you're you know with someone that you're you know that you're attracted to but maybe you'll find a doctor still like I don't know like these really yes. bizarre comments that come out of people's mouth and you're like you don't know whether to say thanks or like like what like I, you know so I think those are very much um, present, but I think you said before, be unsurprised. I think this is where it really hits home. I think I know me and you have talked about this at length uh, throughout our friendship and like just about family. Cause again, we all got our family stuff. We all have a family. So we all have family challenges, but mm-hmm. um, you know, each family event, we, I mean, I'm guilty of it, you know, Christmas, weddings, birthday, you know, I enter it like, this would be great. Like, because again, this is what society and capitalism d- does to our brain. We get brainwashed thinking it's going to be like a Folgers commercial or like a, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so, so like, um, you know, to really, like, I, you know, you enter these holidays, like all excited. And then, you know, your uncle walks in saying the same comment or, you know, and then we're like, our feelings are crushed and we're like, Oh, I can't believe this happened. Well, I can believe this happened. This happens every time. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that that's why the the point of being unsurpri- unsurprised is so important uh, with the expectations. I remember a client like I, two years ago, I was running group and they said in the middle of group and everyone stopped because I love the sentence. They were like, you know what? Expectations lead to later resentments. And, I, and we all like stopped. And we're all like, yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, and it started this really great discussion. Um, so I think that as far as like how you can handle this is like being prepared, you know, really take inventory of who's going to be at the party. Mm-hmm. How have the past, how have the past holidays or get togethers left you feeling? Um, mm-hmm. Who were, who were the triggering people? What were the triggering com- comments? And maybe can we practice a boundary or some short phrases or boundaries kind of like shut those things down. Like, you know, we're not going to talk about that here, but thank you for, you know, showing interest in my love life. I don't, you know, like, so. And also permission to not go. Yes. That's a huge one. Yes. It's a big one. And I don't, and I want to honor the fact that it's actually not an easy decision. It's not an easy decision, right? Because the expectations of the other people and the questions around the whys, Mm -hmm. um, and then the anxiety around, you know, the responses one will get, like those are real experiences. And I don't know, just like bravo and kudos to the people that are deciding to choose their mental health this Christmas season over what's expected Mm -hmm. of them and what's been done historically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that was another statistic I found on NBC news. Um, but it was like 45% of America prefers to skip all winter holidays. Mm -hmm. Like, that's half of America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously not, but like, it's, it's a lot. Cause again, the expectations, the energy. Um, but I think again, like if, if COVID and this pandemic and this time has taught us anything, it's like, you know, taking inventory of like what our life was pre and post well, not that we're over, we're not over COVID, but pre and during COVID, during. um, you know, like really taking inventory of our lives and um, what we like and what we don't like. So this is a time to really an opportunity to look at your holiday and be like, am I doing what I actually want to do? Because it is your holiday. It's not an obligation. Like it should, it should feel like a holiday. It should feel enjoyable. You should, like normalize doing things. Yeah. Normalize doing things that you don't hate. <laughs> yes. And also like aren't going to feel emotionally hung over from it's not just the mm-hmm. food and it's not just the alcohol. It's the activation of the nervous system. <clears throat> it's the constriction in our body. It's like you were saying earlier, like the rise in the cortisol and the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You know, if you're uncomfortable, then you're having um, disorienting thoughts about, you know, oh, you know, I have to go see so-and-so and it's going to be uncomfortable. Like all of that is very exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it can really impact your, like you said, like even your physical health, not just like your mental health, but you can really feel it physically the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, you know, you don't want to be put in a situation where you're like, I need a holiday from my holidays. Like, um, you know, it's a time for you to rest and celebrate, not, Mm -hmm. you know, put yourself through that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just again, not that we're not like pro not seeing your family, but it's just like, you know, taking inventory and really um, prioritizing your your mental health and being selfish, but in a healthy way. Yeah. And also like, honoring the fact that some it's hard, like when some families really do have that, like Holly jollies, because some people do. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. those listening, like love that and experience it and really, really appreciate it. Cause yeah, it's such a nice thing. Like when families mm-hmm. are in harmony, 
And some yeah. families are that, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really yeah. a nice variable in one's life. Um, mm-hmm. when it's harmonious, it's, yeah. it's really nice. It's yeah. Really I mean, it, like you said, like, again, more, more layers, there's people who have it like that their whole life. There's people who have it in moments and then some mm-hmm. years are harder than others. And some, it yeah. might be every year that's hard. So um, I think just being, yeah, taking inventory of your experience and being grateful yeah. for, you yeah, know, the things is. that you do have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the fourth day of Christmas, a dysfunctional family gave me um, four challenging siblings. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about, you had mentioned uh, our inner child, right? So when we're back in these systems, especially those with uh, numerous siblings, things can get stirred up. It's kind of the same patterns that it always was, you know, mm-hmm. one falls into this role, one falls into this over-functioning role, one falls into a passive, right? Like we all kind of have our place in the system. Yep. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yep. that can be great too. Like we were saying earlier, sometimes it can be totally great. And then sometimes it can be hard. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I heard someone say like, how come every time I enter my family home, I walk in and I feel like I'm eight years old, even though I'm 47. <laughs> mm. um, and it's so it's so true because, like you said, we fill our roles, whether not consciously. Um, sometimes people, sometimes our family can put us in a role that we're not in anymore, totally. or um, or like keep us in that role. Or you know, that's another you know really challenging situation is when um, you know if you're really growing and working on yourself yes. and, and your family's not, they're going to, that's going to affect the ecosystem and it might seem in a bad way, but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Um, you know, if you're choosing to go, I don't know, vegan for your health issues or for personal issues and your family makes comments and you're like, you know, that could be bad, but it's for a good thing. Um, so that goes back to the judgy family too. But um, as far as siblings, yeah, the roles are really a big piece and kind of, again, being unsurprised by their behaviors, but being prepared um, for how you're going to deal with these patterns that happen in your dynamics with your siblings. And you're talking about microaggressions, but they come up also with siblings too. And some dynamics can be competitive mm-hmm. and, and some people can be critiquey if you're, you know, on a different journey, you know, mm-hmm. making choices that are atypical of the system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and the, again, another a layered piece of this is so many different things, um, you know, family dynamics of family of origin, like what's going on that year or again, birth order or past trauma, family trauma, like, you know, there's different themes that I'm sure everyone deals with, with challenging siblings. It doesn't mean that, you know, your siblings challenging, but like there's different circumstances that can make being with your sibling challenging. Yeah. Um, Even like we were talking about earlier in terms of like religion and politics, like a lot of these topics have have really split and divided Mm -hmm. friends, families. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the thing that I try and like, remember, like, right. We're, um, we're individuals of of siblings of numerous families. It's like, um, I think it's just like, uh, we're all, we're all unique and different people. And we have, um, parents that are always the common like denominator and their similarities. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's like, how can you capitalize on the stuff that, 
layers in a good way, right? Because it's just one day. Like if you yeah. see, you know, your siblings every day, it's how can we focus on for a couple hours that stuff? That yeah. Well, yeah. Some would say like, you know, just being able to set aside differences and people would take that in a way of like, well, no, this is wrong. I don't want to just set it aside. But I think it's more of like compartmentalizing it, like choosing yeah. to put it you know, in your dumpster yeah. container. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Put it in the dumpster, shut it. You can open it tomorrow if you want, but yes. for today, we're going to shut it. <laughs> put it on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that like in all situations, if it's a challenging and it's not holly jolly, like have a time cap, like I'm going to go mm-hmm. for two hours. I'm going to go for dessert. Absolutely. Or take breaks. You know, like I am so, I mean, my friends and partner make fun of me, like, you know, as far as like the cold, I love the cold and I'm always sweating even when it's freezing out, but, um, like take breaks, like during family parties, I will step outside for like five minutes, take like a few deep inhales, just like reset my nervous system and body and get back in the house and like try again or go to the bathroom. You know, it's cliche, put some cold water on your face. I don't know, like, you know, get whatever like small thing, um, or breaks that, you know, can help you check in with yourself. And I think it's okay to even honor, like, I still want to be in the company of my family doing the best I can, despite pieces that are hard, right? Like that's what you're saying. Like this is how you navigate it when it's not all right. Like nothing is perfect. I think that's the other, nothing is perfect. Mm -hmm. No family system is perfect. Some family systems operate more and more healthy, more, and more, healthy <laughs> more, uh, more healthy adaptive. and adaptive. Yeah. <laughs> more adaptive. Like yeah. there's less conflict or less differences. I don't know, whatever. Uh, and that doesn't mean that again, like you were saying earlier, like that it's about not seeing your family. It's, it's about how do you navigate it mm-hmm. when it's hard. Yeah. Um, the first, no, on the fifth day of Christmas. Yeah. This yeah. day of Christmas, my dysfunctional family gave me, um, five questioning aunties, which it can be anyone, yeah, whoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just like, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, really? You're doing that. Especially mm-hmm. like college age, post-college when like, yes, like yeah. you know, just like that emerging adult, young adult and like, you know, our society and culture, like in Western society and culture, it's like, get married, have a kid, have us like killer job, like be slang. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I'm working at pliables, living in my mom's basement. <laughs> Like just trying to survive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. You, you read my mind as soon when you read that, I was like, Oh, like teens, young adults, like it's, I mean, and I mean, any age you can be questioned. I mean, I'm, we all get questioned. Um, but definitely that time of year. Cause I can even remember my, the questions asked of me. Um, so yeah, when we're going through college, you know, weddings, even if you're still single, um, when are you gonna have babies? When are you gonna have another baby? Like very, very invasive questions when you're just trying to eat like your Christmas dinner or like, uh, you know, um, or like play with your nieces and nephews and you're getting asked like, Oh, when are you gonna have kids? Or when are you gonna meet a husband? And you're like, what? (laughs) I'm, um, so I think, yeah, I think this goes back to the being unsurprised. Again, this kind of d- is helpful, but then not because you can be surprised. I mean, I always say it. I know you do too, but like somehow they keep surprising us. But um, kind of being prepared for the people, you can kind of know who is going to be a little landmine. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just you know, 
And also yeah. like give yourself permission to have a one-liner like, yeah, that's actually a topic that I'd prefer not to visit. Exactly. It's, mm-hmm. That's that's like, you know, maybe we can, maybe I can tell you about this great hobby, this great new hobby I have. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I yeah. can tell you about my new friends that I reconnected with because I'm home. Yeah. yeah. Be prepared, be prepared with a one-liner and like yeah. you said, that boundary and divert, you know, like, and it doesn't have to be, I think that we all get really nervous about setting boundaries, but it can be like a compliment to them. You could be like, I, you know, I really appreciate you being so interested in my, you know, love life or my career, but, um, I don't want to talk about it right now, but how are you doing? Or like, I'll tell you about this. Um, you know, How's menopause so- treating you? You want to know about my ovaries? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect one, honestly. I gotta write I gotta write that one down. <laughs> or like, oh, yeah, how's your yeah. You know, how's your love life? Yeah. How's your recent divorce? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but right, like, oh, man. We're, we're, we're like told that like people can just ask these like really intrusive questions. Yeah. And, like, like you yeah. said, like they're not really. Yeah. You know, so. And, and, and because it's family or the way they ask, you know, they come off very like caring and we get, we almost feel like we're cornered and we have to answer. You do not have to answer. I thought you said <laughs> very Karen. Like, oh, no. Very, <laughs> Aunt Karen. That, that, that's accurate. You could be questioning Karen. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't have to answer the questions. I think it took me even personally a long time to learn that. And it's something that, you know, I, we talk, I talk about in sessions too, but like, you don't have to answer anyone. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. So, um, and also knowing like, if you've always answered and you've always felt uncomfortable and you've always felt crummy like the day after, and you're like, I can't believe someone asked me that, or I had to talk about that topic. You know how you're going to feel. You already know that you're probably going to feel crappy. So why not try something different with a boundary or the one-liner? You might feel uncomfortable in that immediate moment of, of using something different to navigate Aunt Karen, but you also might feel different and more proud of yourself that you honored your mental health and that you honor the fact that you didn't want to talk about this prickly thing with Aunt Karen. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I mean, I'll quote my, my other, your podcast queen, but also Glennon Doyle, the podcast queen. And she says like, you know, pick, pick your hard, you know, and ha- having that conversation is going to be uncomfortable and hard, but also setting that boundary is going to be hard. So which hard do you want to do? You know, um, and that really is pretty profound. Like, you know, like both can, are going to be hard. So, you know, both are gonna be quickly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I can say personally, professionally is that when I started doing that, mm-hmm. it was still hard, but then there was also, it was layered with pride. Cause I said, and I took care of myself. This is yeah. what I need. And it wasn't Absolutely. in a hostile way. It can just be like, that's not going to serve me today. Yeah. yeah. And it does get easier. Not that it gets yeah. easier, but it, it, it some aspects of it get easier and more comfortable and more accessible um, and more natural. The returning to yourself, yeah, yeah, is the piece yeah. that that starts to be a, a, a narrow pathway that's accessible. Yeah, like we get we get you know upset with them because they're questioning us, but really, you know, if we stand with ourselves, then you know 
it's nothing really matters. They can ask all they want, but we are with yes. ourselves. So and I love yeah. that stand with ourselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. And also like you were, you were talking about earlier, like our inner child, like be the parent for the inner child that's watching. Like mm-hmm. yes. your inner child doesn't want to talk about, you know, topic. Yes. And so be yeah. that, that, you know, that noble parent saying, you know, well, little Christina really doesn't want to talk about X topic. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you were training me, <laughs> that exercise literally changed my life personally and professionally. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's a very, very, very profound exercise to do mentally or physically. I mean, yes. you trained me to go get an actual photo yes. because yeah. sometimes our brain isn't, yes, you know, able to picture it that well when we're deep in it. But if you yes. really show up and look at yourself as a kid, you're like, no, I don't want that anymore, you know, for that kid, which is me. So yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're in these adult bodies, but inside all of us is still that child that's watching that needs to be taken care of and loved and supported and honored and made to mm-hmm. feel comfortable. And the yeah. only person that can do that. And the only one that can show up for that is us. Mm-hmm. The Absolutely. adult version and the child version, hand in hand, simultaneously tackling the Aunt Karens. Yes. One by one. <laughs> the Aunt Karens of the world. It doesn't have to be just in your family too. Yeah. These can be yes. in-laws. They can be family friends. It can be friends. It can be friends, significant yes. others. So, you know, not just aunts, but it could be anyone, but yeah. Yes. And you don't have to have this repertoire of I'm doing X, Y, Z. And that makes me fabulous. Yeah. It can simply be, I'm here. Right. I am. Yeah. I, I showed up. I'm clothed. Yeah. I ate. I'm, I'm showered. showered. Yeah. I'm not, you know, throwing down, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Um, this is actually, it's our last one, but it's an important one. On um, the sixth day of Christmas, my dysfunctional family gave me um, simply people. I just don't want to be around. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of covers like all of what we were talking about. Like, how do we do yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I definitely think this kind of almost encompasses a lot of what we were talking about. But again, the themes that we were saying, like standing with yourself, taking an inventory. Mm-hmm. Again, it's your holiday. So, like, mm-hmm. I think really getting real with yourself and and using your creativity of, what do I need and want this holiday to really enjoy it or feel relaxed or, you know, what does my family need and want? Meaning like, even if it's just you and your partner, you, your partner mm-hmm. and your pets, mm-hmm. you know, like that is also your family, you know, like we have different systems within our ecosystem. So like, mm-hmm. you know, really prioritizing what we need and want is important. Um, and I think we forget about that because of what we're expected to do or obligations or traditions or yes, yes. all of them. And you have permission. You can give yourself permission to have be, have it be different. Yeah. You had, you had kind of references earlier too, like making a solid plan, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, absolutely. If the expectation yeah. is that you're going to be there for eight hours, that's what you've always been. It's like, well, you know what? I'm going to go see my partner's family too. And I'm going to do two hours with you all, two hours with you all. And then we're going to go home and we're going to do two hours with us. Mm-hmm. Guess yeah. that it's our holiday in the words of Christina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And um, I think that, you know, a piece of like making a plan. I was so, you know, I really learned a lot of the tips of making a plan from like working with 
um, substance abuse clients and relapse prevention, but mm-hmm. it's so applicable to literally everyone. Like yes. relapse, relapse for what? Anxiety, family dysfunction, anger, mm-hmm. irritability. It could be anything. Um, so making yourself a plan for the holidays. What are my triggers? What are my warning signs? Uh, what are some go-to things like going outside or, um, you know, bringing, I'm going to say, bring a crystal with you to hold or uh, yeah, um, an, an anchoring item. Yeah. 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 A, a, your emotional support water bottle that we all have, yeah. you know, filled with your favorite drink, like um, your favorite bag you know, of tea that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Like little things. That, so, so that if you, if you are choosing to spend time with them, you can get through it. But as you said before, Jackie, I mean, you have every right not to spend time with whoever you don't want to, whether family, friends, coworkers, you name it. Um, you know, um, because that is an option. Uh, cause again, it's your holiday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love this one from Lashara Shaw. Um, and just as you were talking kind of connected, yeah. um, protect your truth and honor your peace. Um, Sometimes family holiday get-togethers feel as though tiptoeing through a minefield. To carefully navigate the dynamics, we may perceive our reactions and motivations compared to other people's responses and behaviors. Here are a few principles to consider practicing during stressful interactions. Process your experience, protect your truth, and do what you need to to soothe your system. Application may look like making a mental note of your emotion, reaffirming facts, and doing something to honor your peace. And I think that like also, like, Again, I, I'm just going to reference back, like knowing I can text you at any moment, even oh, yeah. if you're, you know, in the midst of something that you'll get to it and you'll yeah. you know, send me a funny emoji or mm-hmm. a yeah. back later, um, making sure that you have like buffering appointments with your therapist, whether it's like on the front end or like the back end. Um, and it's kind of nice because like Christmas will have Sunday, you know, after to kind of just like do what you need to, to kind of like reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I also, one that I really liked, um, from what you sent, and it was something that I also heard, um, and saw when I was reading too, that really stuck with with me was being an objective observer. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a huge one. (laughs) Um, you know, if you are someone who really has boundary issues or, um, you know, cause a lot of times when our families are acting in ways that maybe don't align with us, we feel like we need to like, you know, do something about it and fix the situation or, um, so from this one that you have, uh, John Revis, um, rather than feeling stuck in an overwhelming situation, pretend to step back and watch what is happening around you. As if you were watching a movie, it feels much different to observe than it does to get swept up in the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we always, we always kind of reference family roles as like getting on a stage almost like, mm-hmm. so like sit back and just let your family be who they are. Um, instead of like trying to not manipulate, cause it's not like you're malintended, but like, just, you know, trying you to control, her. yeah. Don't control their actions or behaviors. Like it's take that off of you. Yes. Take it off. Of you. I love that. This one also from Stephanie Wickstrom, um, LPC don't take the bait. Mm, yeah. Oh my right, God. Like you yeah. were saying love like, it. You know, like your family, you know, almost like setting a stage. Um, yeah. and I like, you know, we are all layered with our own traumas and, you know, patterns of trying to operate in this world that can be hard. And sometimes it's unknowingly and unpurposefully Mm -hmm. that people engage in behaviors Mm -hmm. that can feel 
challenging for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Avoid controversial topics, host the event. If you're ready to change the subject, we did that. Create a signal. Mm -hmm. I think this is actually helpful too. Um, you're not gonna be able to see it, but I'm rolling my two fingers. Yes. Yeah. Um, I see it, yeah. And my husband knows if I do that, like kind of like raise my I've seen, Yeah. I've definitely seen you do that before. Yeah. <laughs> I and love it. Yeah. Two thumbs like out. He knows. Yeah. Like, I love it. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like the, the, the little, you know, the, just, you know, honoring when you kind of you've hit your max, you've hit your threshold and you're ready to kind of wrap it up. Yeah. I think one of my biggest, uh, and you kind of hit it before because you were like, I can text you whenever I think it's like connect and reach out during this time, yeah. like know who your people are, whether it's people that are going to the event with you or not. So Jackie referenced like, you know, having a friend, AKA me to SOS text or yes. her, her husband in real time, having a signal, you know, same with me, I, you know, maybe I should make a signal with my sister and my partner and like, yes. you're, you know, you're like go-to grounded people, you know, that, that either says like, don't join this conversation yes. you don't want to be a part of it, uh, save yourself or, yeah. you know, just certain signals, uh, to help you navigate. Cause again, like, not that you want to be walking on eggshells, but you just want to be tactful prepared. and present and prepared so that you can have, you can enjoy any piece of joy throughout the day. It doesn't all have to be joy, but you can take the pieces and hold on to that and just, just avoid and let go of the other stuff, let it bounce off. Yeah. And I think also like, you don't like, I know for me, I'm like, I never walk away feeling great. If I like overreact or if I like take bait, yes. I yeah. don't. I mm -hmm. that, that never I'm sure. Like if I get yeah. wrapped in the emotions, I'm it's going to get me to a place where I historically operated from. And I don't, want to show up as that. Yeah. You feel leaving icky because not only are you mad at them, now you're mad at yourself because you're like mad that you got that way and that you yes. let them let you get that way. Or, you know, yes. it just becomes really, um, you know, chaotic from there for you internally. So for anyone. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. The, all these are so good. Like up your mm -hmm. communication, let people know what you need, have compassion for yourself. I think these are really mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think yeah. also honoring your own traditions, like whether that's like, I want to go like walk the boardwalk or whether it's like, I want to have breakfast at my house before I go, or mm -hmm. if you're mm -hmm. spiritual and you want to have some type of, you know, spiritual practice, church, yeah. whatever that might be for people. Um, yeah. Affirmations, asking for help. These are all mm -hmm. like really ones. Yeah. Cause that reminds me of like, you know, I have it on my list too. Like what, what we are supposed to do, you know, like, and we do that all year long, you know, what are we supposed to do? What we should, mm -hmm. you know, we, we should ourselves into a lot mm -hmm. of situations that we don't even want to be in or don't want to do. So that's, I think really applicable for like traditions, like you said, whether you're creating new ones or honoring old ones, um, you know, now is the time to get creative because of life changing circumstances. Um, and traditions don't have to be definitive. You know, I think that we think that they have to be, but, um, but yeah, just honoring what you want and need this year. Yes. And like being able to balance it, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I know on, um, Thanksgiving, we went to the parade and I was like, that was really a great way to start the day. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. This was so I mean, good. Thanks. Yeah, I loved it. Thank you so much for having me.
so excited. <laughs> I know me too. <laughs> and also just wishing everyone like joy and peace mm-hmm. and like your own mental contentment, like over like, yes. the next week and even like into the new year. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you yeah. for listening. Can't believe that this year is closing out. It's been a wild ride, but grateful for everyone who listens along and grateful mm-hmm. for Christina for showing up for this great podcast today. Thank you so much. Everyone have a happy holidays and new year. Yes. Yes. Next time on Therapist Tales, I will be doing a reintroduction podcast and sharing a bit about myself as a clinician and the whys behind starting this podcast. Our closing quote is from Sylvia Plath in her book, The Bell Jar. I felt overstuffed and full and disappointed the way I always do the day after Christmas. As if whatever it was, the pine bows and the candles and the silver and the gilt ribboned presents and the birch log fires and the Christmas turkey and the carols at the piano promised never came to pass. Thanks, everyone. And remember, it's your holiday. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for therapy or mental health treatment. Please reach out to a licensed professional or facility if you are struggling and need to talk to someone.